0: hello everybody and welcome to the 320 club podcast why is it called the 320 club well 420 was already taken and happy hours happening somewhere else well there's not much to introduce so we'll just get right to it enjoy just sitting there munching on a freezy love it i just hit record they taste good with rum it goes good with rum yeah i bet it would actually that's actually not a bad idea maybe i should do that rum or vodka oh cool, Uh, dude i have no preparation for this (laughs) i uh i've been so busy that uh we're just gonna have to wing this one i think I don't really have much of a topic. I mean, there's tons of shit going on in the world, so I, I we don't we got our pick of the litter, I guess. But I think I should probably start off by finishing off the tail end of this uh, Aberlour Twelve. It's a good summer whiskey. Delicious. Benefit for our listeners. Hope you, hopefully you don't have to pee. <sighs> How you been, man?
1: Good. I'm just getting a drink, too. Nice. Brain. When you get old, brain freezes are more frequent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The smoky and peaty Bowmore. <laughs> Ooh, the Bowmore
1: 12? No, it's just number one. Okay. Enough <clears throat> yeah, to, to finish the night.
0: Yeah. yeah. I got to figure out what to replace this with. I don't have much else. I got to find something upstairs. I don't know. I have, I have bourbon upstairs. I know that. So I'll be switching from scotch to bourbon. That's usually what you don't want to do, but that's all right oh <sighs> all good all good
1: yeah so the world is still ending it's like every week the world is ending before we're, we're a threat to ourselves so like russia, when russia invaded we, it was invaded
0: ukraine and now well, we're here <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great summary um when you say the world is ending like what does that actually mean like what does that look like to you because to me it looks like I need to start packing up my shit and heading like to the bush <laughs> yeah until you hit the forest fire then you're running out of the bush <laughs> that's right I guess do you think I like do you think it's gonna get that bad or do you think it's gonna be like what and what do you think it's gonna be is it gonna be like a natural disaster that wipes us out or is it gonna be uh you know, like a solar flare or something? Or is it going to be because of massive, uh, like a massive recession that people are just going to go and just fuck the government and just do whatever they want? Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> um If I'm a Batman, I'm saying that you know, the world will be around for a lot longer than we think. Um is there going to be mass? Is there going to be massive die-offs of people? Well, we have we've had massive die-offs of people for for a long time. Do um, mm-hmm. you think climate change is going to accelerate that? Yeah, climate change has been accelerating it in Africa. We're going to see how long the We're going to see uh, glo, uh, the uh, means median sea level raise, which threatens like this big swaths of Florida and New York, a lot of the coastal cities. Yeah. Um do we run into the bush? I would probably say not. Um what does the bush offer that that you don't already have infrastructure for? Infrastructure gives you options. If you have True. nothing, you have very little options. Um but I would say that that running into the bush is a me solution. And I think those are the worst solutions. If you always think me first, because that's what you're essentially doing. I'm eschewing, I'm eschewing being a member of a community, a member of a society in order to, for self-preservation. And you realize that for most people, they, they don't have the means, the health, the the the, the affluence to live in a, in a me society, a me environment. Because you think of medicine, you think of power. The think skill of, sets, yeah. The support it takes to survive in these environments. Most people don't have the plethora of skills to do
0: that. That's very true. That's very true. Um, Okay. That actually raises a very uh, interesting question for me as well. Okay. It's a me solution, and it doesn't focus on the community. Do you think that uh, the way things are going, that everybody is already aimed in that direction of a me mentality? I feel like it is. (sighs) I don't see too many people supporting their communities. All right,
1: all right, let's take 30 million people and we're going to geographically disperse them equally across the, the landscape in, on crown land. And then those people will go around down cutting down trees. just to so heat, their woodshed because they're, they have no other
0: infrastructure.
1: Mm hmm. So what do you think that's going to do? Then and ho- and they- hopefully they
0: find <laughs> themselves near uh, you know, a running body of water with clean, fresh water. <laughs> and, and they're not going to have any have any idea of how to do sanitation. So they're going to dump all their shit in the water. Then, then they're yeah, going to drink the water that they put their shit in. Then we're gonna and have then like half the, of them are going to die out just doing that. The Gan- <laughs> it's going to be like the Ganges River. I'm... Like, uh, um, <laughs> Like,
1: p- people need to be smart about this. Um, so, it's, 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 it is it's it's the greed, the single-use society that got us into this mess. It's probably best if it's the, a, the we thinking that gets us out.
0: That sounds like communism. You got to be careful with that. I know, I know. I'm just sounding like a jerk it's on not- purpose.
1: Oh, well, I would say it's more socialism, but...
0: Anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think uh, if we are faced with... I think the only thing that would ever cause a situation like that to unfold is like a massive natural disaster that like, like a solar flare just wipes out our grid and we've got no electricity for quite a long time until somebody tries and figures out a way of getting it back up. but We
1: had Ottawa out, people in Ottawa without, without power for
0: about 10 days already this year. Ottawa. Yeah, but nobody cares about Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates Ottawa, didn't you know? A bunch of truckers went down and told them how much they hated them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that approach to life was so, it was not selfish at all.
0: Um, no, not at all. Not at all, and they—they're for all the right reasons. That's right. We didn't—we didn't blockade a bridge in Windsor uh, and uh, take uh, money on and food uh, from the plates of uh, hardworking Canadians and Americans uh, across either side of the border. We weren't doing that at all. Yeah, preventing preventing the flow. The spice must flow.
1: And, and, and I think there's, there, there, I think there's a lot of misconceptions, uh, you know, uh, about like the trucker rally, you know, how about recession? Are, are you, ha- would you be happy about a recession? I'll flip it back to you.
0: I'm, uh, I'm having a lot of conversations at work lately where uh, people, um, well, we're noticing apparently, uh, I can't remember who it is within our government, but they're trying to trigger a recession early. I don't know if you know anything about that. Like, is it uh is it, it's not the treasure. No. Who is it? Bank of Canada. Bank of Canada. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to do it early just to like, we're going in that direction anyway. So let's just, let's just go over this waterfall and just hope we make it out on the other side.
1: That's one way of looking at it, but I, I don't, I, you can call it waterfall is in from a, because it's got, like, project management speak into it. Um, yeah. But I would say, you know, people are like, well, I want to have everybody to have a job. Okay. Perfect. But not everybody can. Not everybody should. <laughs> just, this just, is also true. I'm surprised you said it. Well, what do you mean I said it? Just watch TikTok.
0: There's lots of people that shouldn't have jobs. <laughs> you watch TikTok?
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, yeah. It's it's gross. Um Well, what are you going to do? How 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 else are you going to put food on your plate with a, uh, you know, a degree in English literature? Hey, you got to you got to start up a YouTube channel or a TikTok uh TikTok uh is that you whatever the fuck they call it a tiktok <laughs> channel or or start a, start up a podcast that nobody wants to listen to or watch you know we got zero followers
1: like? we are absolute <laughs> that's right
0: we're just sitting here talking in our little echo chamber <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is uh because of the nature of our uh our like how freaking busy we are um Honestly, this is more just therapy than it is. Uh, <laughs> it's actually going to be any like bring any profit of any kind. Um, so, so 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 I would say that there's a whole bunch of things here. Hmm.
1: So if everybody has lots of money, we create high competition for goods. So you want if we want everybody to be employed, and be equal opportunity, equal funding in a, this capitalist environment. Hmm. Um. And we have high, we have high opportunity because everyone's buy a house, um, but the resources are limited. There's there no infinite resources.
0: They, Supply the same, is low, hold, demand hold on, is high.
1: Hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is it's more than more than that. Then when we want to ramp up resource, the provision of resources, we can't get enough people to provide those resources. Hmm. So. So that limited supply now jacks up the price. Then make it just makes it equally unaffordable as, or even more unaffordable than it was before. Mm-hmm. You're talking uh, about inflation. I'm talking about inflation. So what we yeah. do is we so we so what we do is it, like the bank camera raises its rates, makes borrowing more expensive, which cools was aims to cool demand by making it harder for people to, um, uh, smaller businesses are relying on credit to operate. And that will cause a contraction because mm-hmm. they can't, they can't borrow any money for startups. They can't borrow any money for X, Y, and Z. They, instead of, um, you know, hiring people, they're going to try to pay off their debts. Cause that's, that's the most, um, the, usually the smarter way to go about it. That mm-hmm. laying off people creates a surplus of manpower, which gets reinvested into the, the the, the, the economy and hopefully fill the jobs that are vacant. The trick is, you don't want to raise rates too high and lay off too many people and have too bad of a recession because otherwise, then all the big businesses or the businesses that, that could possibly weather the storm no problem are now laying off people to try and protect themselves. Mm. So it's a bit of a, it, it's, a it's, it's like, you know, it's like an obstacle course. You have a bunch of things swinging everywhere and you're trying to throw something through a little. You're trying to run through th- these uh, these little boulders on a string, right? And you're trying to run across the bounce beam, and you, you're trying to get through. But you know, one variation, one of the variables that isn't predicted, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get whacked.
0: interesting. <laughs> so, what do we? Okay. So, what do you think about the Bank of Canada possibly trying to trigger like an early recession?
1: so let's not, so a recession is when GDP uh, I think it's GDP GDP uh, is is in the negative for three successive quarters hmm. um, so let, let's just this maybe we let's not call it a recession let's call it a contraction the reason and and based on that definition there's got to be GDP has to drop below zero because usually it's increased like 1.7 point7
0: so Mm. to speak it's just trying to trigger a contraction but the one that's not so bad that it creates like massive job losses massive loss of business i see i kind of see what you're saying
1: right so it's the same it's like (coughs) any other and then that triggers in the monetary policy so you know how much can you spend without going into too much debt like so the, the main thing is is that um if you're in a good spot, don't take, now is not the time to take risks. You want to wait till things stabilize if you can avoid it. Right. Um, if you're in a strong, if you're in a strong position, maybe you want to think about changing jobs. Why? Because you want to maybe, perhaps because there's a short, um, a high demand for manpower, you want to move to a more stable or a higher paying
0: job, um, and then you them. can grow, you can ride the wave back up as it's, as it's climbing up. I kind of see where you're going with that.
1: And you kind of want to switch it, you know, now because when everybody else, well, I would say for, especially for government jobs, you kind of want to switch now because as people start lo- losing the, the private sector jobs, the public sector jobs are more stable. So you will be a higher demand and when the, when fiscal policy becomes, uh, Um, difficult for some.
0: Is that a good thing for uh, more people going and working in for the government? Wouldn't that, like, increase the size of government to try and deal with the problem? Is that not necessarily I I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. The position's already established. This is vacant, dude. Oh, they're just vacant. The positions are like, the way that you're speaking, it sounds like we're growing the government government by adding more people to it right. the government is creating more positions just
1: go on the jobs.gc.CA and you'll see there's thousands of unfilled jobs so wow. the government is, is is feeling the same kind of um, uh, pinch for land pow- uh, manpower as many service industries why they don't typically pay as much as a uh, as a private industry job. Hmm. But it's stable and it has defined pensions. Mm -hmm. So so it's better to get into there, into these stable jobs and ride them out. And then you can make decisions after. And usually when you work in the government sector, like you're going to gain skills you wouldn't normally get. So it, it, it is useful.
0: Interesting. Gain skills and then go back into the private sector and benefit there too. When the market heats up, yeah. So yeah. It, it, we have to understand that, like, we
1: most uh, people that are maturing who mature during the, the, the pandemic haven't seen this kind of uncertainty. Um, I, I know, like, you know, I, you know, I, I it was kind of the same, you know, when the Y2K happened, you know, I was, I was, you know, entering my 20s. So, um, so that's a, it. Was a lot of uncertainty associated with that. Now we're entering another period of uncertainty where you had, you had, you know, big SERB payments to everybody. Everybody's willing to give you money to try and stimulate the economy. Now the economy is overstimulated, and it needs to detox. Isn't
0: the government trying to claw some of those SERB checks back now, or something like that? They're trying to claw some of those payments back. I heard something about that the other day.
1: Meh, Meh. that's normal. <laughs> like, what do you don't want? It's CRA. I, I, I try not to get into it because I really Fair enough. have trouble with that organization.
0: Well, don't say that. Every year. Mm-hmm, Every year. Mm-hmm. You ask my
1: accountant here, sort this out for me. Yeah. But. um
0: Well, I yeah. think the hope is, is that we get out of this, like we, we, Obviously, we got, we pretty much have no choice. We've got no choice but to go through it. Um, but hopefully, uh, enough people are, you know, they're able to, like you say, weather the storm that we get out of it in, well, what in is, due time. Well, it doesn't last too long. Yeah, before you jump to conclusion, what is get out of it? I don't even know. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if we're headed towards like, another dirty thirties type of situation where we've got, you know, ration lines going on and shit like that. Like, I don't know if we're headed in that direction or if, uh, or if we're going to be heading towards a massive uh, war, like we haven't seen in a long, long time um, to try and break us out of it.
1: Almost a hundred years
0: ago. (laughs) Well, well, sooner than that, but yeah, you get the idea. Um. You're right. You you think about um,
1: the demand. What will happen if there is a massive war? War, like demand for manpower, the massive contraction that would occur with that. Mm -hmm. Massive demand for specific resources to do specific things to support the war. Yeah, Yeah. this, and I don't think anybody wants that. But you know, nothing seems to be. Things aren't don't seem to be working as well as you'd hope. You'd like over there. But I was—I would, would say is, 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 is here's a paradigm when we go through this. Um, where does being my true self end, and my ability to control desire begin? What um, do you mean by that? Well, when you watch TikTok, you're not like, "I am this, so I get this done."
0: Let's let's be real here. I don't watch TikTok. You do.
1: Hey, it's Facebook. <laughs> I watch it on Facebook.
0: Come on. Okay, fair enough. Same difference. <laughs> I don't have an account. <laughs> it's just filtered through Zuckerfuck instead of through the actual CCP themselves. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but but I, I would say is, is, is that, you know, what is the concept of true self in relation to the external externalities of desire? But, uh, you know, I'm whiskey, so I drink whiskey does the whiskey define me you know the, the where does my self control begin in relation to what i am and when we talk about um uh, uh you know other concepts like like we we've, we've gone very far away from uh concept of what I, ideal body types ideal thoughts you know nothing there's no ideal body type okay so what is healthy well, I'm, I'm big, I'm this, I'm that.
0: Just I don't make- know where you're going with any of this. So let's start, take a step back. Let's let's take a step back. Uh, okay.
1: In relation to being one's true self, where does the power of self-control begin? Think where does it. the
0: power of self-control begin? I mean, it. You know, it has to start with your own personal will, I would think. Uh, maybe a set of values that you have that make, that pushes you in that direction, but look, how or maybe the- you're dissatisfied with your current state and all of a sudden you find motivation for personal self-control. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe it's perfect, but now, some think- people would say that you are not actually in control. You have a nature to yourself that it's like the, uh, what's the, the, uh, the anecdote of the, uh. The frog and the scorpion. You have heard of that? Yes. It's so, like the the frog the frogs trying to get across, or the uh, scorpion's trying to get across the river, and the frog says, "Well, I can." He, the scorpion asks the frog, "Hey, can you take me across the river?" And the frog says, "No, like if you if I do, you'll sting me." He's like, "Well, if I sting you, then we'll both die." And then the frog says, "Well, okay, that seems like a fair deal." Um, so. He takes the scorpion and starts going across the river. And then halfway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog. And the frog turns with his dying breath and looks at the scorpion. He's like, why'd you do that? And the scorpion said, well, it's in my nature. Mm-hmm. It's like, Because you have a nature. You can't just retrain your, you can't just train your brain to like control yourself, your, control your deepest instincts. Yeah, we can. We're human. Oh, Interesting. So you so so you you say that and you
1: say well you know I don't eat vegetables I don't eat vegetables and people, <laughs> for people fanatically that like I'm a gardener so listen, you know you know I going not talk about me but <laughs> uh, um it, it's it's uh you know just when you watch like I can't people can't stop you know eating a certain way or They're denying themselves to the ability to, you know, pursue objectives because, well, this is who I am. This is what I do. When they're in doing so, they actually, in fact, limiting themselves, not necessarily being the true self. Hmm. Uh, And and just as you go through your day, just think about that. When you when you hear, "I am this," or "This is what I do." Now you use my, my, my lens that I just offered you. Does does that change your perspective on those statements?
0: Like if I were to say I am this and this is what I do. Mm -hmm. Like, does that, are you asking me if those statements define me? No, I said, when you
1: go about your day and you find someone who says this in, in your, in your environment or around you, just, Use that lens to see how, if that, what their behavior or, or statement actually is limiting them from growth.
0: Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, like, you asshole. Nobody asked you <laughs> for your opinion. <laughs> it's all me, 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 me. It's exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. These are the same people who won't survive out in the bush. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: <laughs> but I don't do bugs. Oh, I, I don't believe I, 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 I don't, or I don't eat vegetables and I don't believe in, you know, you know, in having bugs around me. I can't handle bugs.
0: That sounds like my son.
1: Yeah, but there's different, there's different, there's, there's mental illness, there's children, there's different gaps in how, in, in this, in, in these exceptions. But when you talk to someone who is apparently with it, who has, um,
0: I like how you use apparently with it. That was
1: good. Yes. just use that lens. You know, where does where does the the, the being true to yourself or speaking your personal truth, in relate into issues of self control? And I'm mm, the, the more I, the more I play with these thoughts, I'm like, I, I I think you're pigeonholing your ideologies, and now your ideologies are controlling or governing how you act. And I think and I think that's that's dangerous.
0: Can we take a quick break? Because I'm gonna go get more whiskey, but uh we're gonna be right back with our audience on more tips on how to judge people with whiskey. <laughs> not judge, not judge I'll be right you know back. <laughs> I know, I'm just being an asshole. I'll be right back. All right. Cracking out the uh, the Buffalo Trace. That's right, everybody. I'm a Joe Rogan wannabe. Actually, Joe Rogan doesn't really have much in terms of uh, diversity of whiskey. We need or, to get on his show and just <laughs> give him give him a couple of lessons. Or taste. <laughs> or taste. Yes. Well, who is was it t- telling me Joe Rogan is like goop for men? <laughs> have you ever heard of that? No, but do you know, be, do you know what goop is? I certainly do. Vaginal, yeah, it's that Gwyneth the, Paltrow thing
1: vaginal steaming exercises. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see it, but you know, I'm, I'm cringing right now. <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. That's so funny. You know what? If you can have your guilty pleasure, I can have mine too. But it doesn't define us. That's that's
1: right. So if I spent all my money and I would say, well, um, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of money on whiskey. Else, most of us would be like, okay, sure. But the, the question I have is, is there something more responsible in your life? Like, you know, providing stuff for your kids um, or saving for your future because you don't have a defined pinch? But you should probably be ready for. Probably. So, so you're not, so you're not making these cho- these whining, complaining that you didn't have this pension plan before. But here you're drinking this, you know, luxury good. It must mm-hmm. It's not required for your life, your entire life. But I was my true self. This is what I did. Wait a second here. You are asking the government to support seniors who made other choices along the way to do certain things. This is a very
0: specific example. Yeah, did you somewhere. did somebody wrong you this week? <laughs> I, I've been very introspective the last little while ah. where,
1: where, where a lot of conservative views are, are putting unfair demands on government and and, and it's funny like it, it's it's totally funny because their views usually means you know they're pro they're, they're pro deregulations let the market dictate mm-hmm. uh, avoid social programs, blah blah. blah. But, you know, it's like since the trucker protest, like a lot of things would be like the government needs to do more to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, what is going on here?
0: (laughs) I would argue conversely, though, just like to play devil's advocate, that a lot of liberal thought is putting a lot of demands on people.
1: Yeah, because it's the liberal ideology is typically social is a
0: social uh, like a social democracy. So, yeah, it's expected (laughs) But is that a good thing? Like, where's the, where's the balance? That's my question is like, where, where do we have just enough government intervention to kind of like help protect the, you know, the constituency, the people themselves and how much uh, freedom should people actually have? And I mean, I think that fluctuates with time. It's never always like, it's never, what's that? You got it. I was going to eat you alive alive for a second. (laughs) Well, it has to fluctuate with time. It depends on the situation. Like when we're in the middle of a pandemic, like certain freedoms are probably going to have to be limited in order to protect the greater good. But when we're when, you know, things are going well, then maybe government can shrink and step back a little bit and not be as involved in the daily life, like the daily matters of uh, individual citizens. I, I think I just know. made let's... you speechless. I think I no. just I just cracked this nut. This, this is where I have.
1: Should I spear him in the face, or should I? <laughs> let's just take a soldier. Should I just wing him? <laughs> <laughs> Let him fight again later on. Did you just say? Well, we could just shrink and grow the government on
0: demand. I think. I think certain forces are just going to happen naturally for that to be the case okay so like we were talking about if the market is good people are going to go more private and if the market is bad people are going to more go towards more stability which is there's going to be more stability with government
1: okay yeah as you were saying yes but you you can't just say i'm going to have policies and then and then we're going to um we're going to have a bunch of policies okay we're going to create a bunch of policies we're going to fund them for a certain amount of time, and then all of a sudden, we're not going to do that. And, and I would say it does happen a lot, but it creates a lot of chaos and friction. In the sense is is that once you get a uh, you know a whole program in place, you are um, you you've, you train people to do it. It becomes an organizational theory uh, situation where. You create an organization where where those people know what they need to do, they operate, and then they work. If you decide just to evaporate that job, you're actually losing a whole bunch of trained people Mm -hmm. that were providing a a government function. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to throw them out. So you actually, the government invested money in building something, okay? And then when when you would say, well, once it's good, we're just going to dissolve it. The problem is is that you, Uh, you, that, that, Intellectual property of the government built to provide that service is worth something. And if we just say we're going to open it up and then close it on demand, um, I would say that's a bad use of taxpayer money.
0: So what I would say is I, I wouldn't say that we are just going to dissolve it. Like that I'm, I'm actually very much opposed to centralized authority. I'm more, I'm more in favor of decentralization of, uh, deregulation. Now, when I, what I mean by that is I don't mean like, you know, things are going good. So we'll just dissolve it. So that way we can make it seem like we're being, I don't know, benevolent, or maybe we're make it, making it seem like, uh, we're going to shrink the government to, because times are good right now. Um, I would say that that would just be a natural occurrence. If, if that was the direction that people individuals the decisions that they're making that was the direction that they were going in well things are going good and i can get a better job doing the same skill set getting uh getting paid more in the private sector uh than what i was doing in the government i built the skill set the government helped me build the skill set but then you know the market the Pri- the actual marketplace is actually doing well so i'm going to take my skills into the private market make more money like i think what happens is it's not it's not by centralized authority that that happens i think just individuals make their own decisions depending on you know the the climate what's happening you know just in general and i think that's actually good i think you need to let individuals have the ability and latitude to make their own decisions, uh, no matter what the circumstances are. are. Yeah. But to be careful with that, the ideology.
1: And I would say the, the free market of, for labor is really important. <clears throat> Sorry. hundred percent. So labor mobility. Perfect. Super important thing, but don't. And, and a lot of governments have made this, this mistake. Don't assume that if you dissolve an organization, it's easy to bring it back. Long arm registry, unpopular, but it, they learned a lot. They could adapt the program and then just dissolve it and threw it out. Hmm. Oh, what happened to all that data? What happened to all that work? What happened? Yeah. To all those federal dollars that are invested in a product we, did, we just threw out.
0: Um, and and, we and that's, that's another and, problem with government too.
1: But, and, and And don't assume... And we, we, we gutted our, D, our defense research establishments and our can too National Resource Council gutted in the last uh, 30 years hmm. of the good things that we could come up with. Um, but don't assume that we could just randomly rebuild that capability because you threw a bit of money at it. Like, that's stupid.
0: Honestly, that is where. But that's where, how we think about things. Dude. Problem. Dude. Just throw some money at it.
1: It doesn't work anymore. If you don't have... Well, you can't organically grow organization. It's like... You're telling me. Hey, we are going to make a new variety of sunflower. It will be purple. No, wait a second. It will be red like Canada. And we'll grow this coast to coast. Well, who is going to do it? Where are they going to do it? When and how long are they going to take to do it? Because a lot of these programs, they're a fly by night. So by the time they get up to their operation, their optimum function point, um, the government has changed. And we don't want red sunflowers. We want purple ones.
0: And then we have to reinvent the wheel all over again because half those people changed over. And we've got new people and they've got to start from scratch. Or we'll just hire contractors. Well, guess what? Who are going to gouge you because, well, it's government money.
1: And they charge two to six times what a normal civil servant will make.
0: Yep, because they don't need they don't need to be nearly as competitive. Now government can have a policy of doing competition by offering contracts to like you know a minimum number of different businesses, um, but that doesn't really change anything. So, um, well, it's standing off,
1: but it doesn't matter. There's you, you, still a burn-in time even with contractors, and they're required to come train. So if there's a burn-in time, like what are we talking about here? So if it's really complex, if it's a really complex working environment, three months. If you don't get your budget allocated to you until like June, July, three months burning time in September, and you're already out of money. Before that, <laughs> you're, by the time they just understand where the bathroom is, um, guess what? Fiscal year over. Hopefully it was an enduring program. And you have a T T-biz in place, which yeah, because you're a new organization, you're not going to have that. So,
0: all mm,
1: well, that paperwork, you have to redo all that paperwork. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, the assumption and people don't understand how complex government is to try and be fair.
0: Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like an oil rig or a, sorry, an oil tanker uh, traveling across the ocean. It doesn't just turn on a dime either no you know that thing takes a lot of horsepower just to like go in a different direction
1: well just just think of like standing up a new department of you know tiddlywinks okay so so how do we stand up a new tiddlywinks department well we're gonna have to find someone to lead it some executive people then they're gonna have to write down what they're gonna do because it just doesn't magically happen
0: And half Um, the time they don't know what they're doing with regards to tiddlywinks because they're, you know, because their expertise was actually in (laughs) knickernacks.
1: Exactly. So now they have to call it consult a bunch of experts, which they don't have. So they have to go and find a bunch of experts in tiddlywinks to create the tiddlywinks (laughs) governance documents so they can describe what, uh, what they could do and how much and how fast. And then they have to go get a bunch of people to do the contracting for tiddlywink contractors or civil servants to fill those jobs but the government isn't authorized to grow. So they have to seal the position for somewhere else in the government.
0: And then I don't know the- how we got on this tangent, but I think I found the name for our episode. <laughs> Deadly winks. Is- winks and knicker knackers or whatever. <laughs> is- fuck I said. So like we have to be, be, be cognizant like we,
1: we, like big things don't move small uh, uh, quickly. And mm. um, to stop them is like a missile because it's like, because it creates a whole cultural ecosystem that has to organically grow with the people. Um, mm. For better or worse, but it, if it's not done well, you get poor results. Long gun registry. But if it's done well, you could, I don't have any examples, but you could possibly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. That's good. Oh, you're, you're, uh. you're, I, I,
1: I'll give you another rent for the week.
0: Okay. Sure. Oh, you're actually is, talking into your mic a little bit closer. Keep doing that. Oh, it's just moving. So
1: uh, here's one. I If you hear an executive that says, I reward success, change departments. What? If you hear a director or an executive say, I reward success, change jobs. Oh, well, because one. they don't? Well, think about it.
0: And, and you're just about, saying oh, just based oh, off of personality they the, like on average they will
1: i reward success so if you're an underperforming under resource section what do you think you're getting
0: oh i mistook what you said i think what i thought what you said was like i reward confidence but no nobody actually does that anymore i reward my buddies i reward <laughs> people who make me get a dopamine kick (laughs) that's what i reward my mistress but um (laughs) like when you when you go
1: through this like like think about it it's like who's the loser then what 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 isn't being done and you go through this gamut like okay i i have like the thankless job that no one cares about like like what do you think the cleaners do like when they like sanitizing everything what's success
0: Okay, yeah, that's well interesting. What? what <laughs> that's a great question. What does that mean about me if I'm just here f- making you get your dopamine kick? Am I just your dealer? Is that it? Where, right? it
1: going? Where are you going? No, Where but, are you going? what
0: you're saying is like, well, if I'm an employee within that department and the executive says I reward success, well, I'm all I'm here for is just to make you happy. Well, that's bullshit. What do I get out of it? Well, th- this more, more importantly, I
1: would say is who's losing. It's not just somebody. I would say everybody. Maybe, these are teams of teams of teams, right? So, so there's there, people that actually need resources to do their job effectively to get success, but you're not going to give them any, any resources to solve their problem. And I find that the more I see this mentality, I'm like, wow. These are the most myopic people that should not be running organizations.
0: Yeah, that's actually a great, uh, kind of a great segue into a totally different topic about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, asshole executives.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the narcissist part, yeah, totally.
0: Yes, narcissism, that's the word I'm looking for. Yep, yep. I saw what you typed there, hundred percent. Me 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 <laughs> me. And and you go through this and like you know I,
1: I've had some you know I've had some a lot of one on ones with executives and some are good experiences some are bad experiences but I find when when the best executives and I've met some pretty hot some pr- rather important ones they they look at you as a person. And then they look at your arguments. And I made yeah. a policy my entire life that I will talk. If you're a secretary, you are gold to me. If you're a hacker, 100%. secretaries are awesome. But if you're like, for me as a, uh, as a, as a manager, like going in and, and figuring out what these people know and how to go about it, about the, like the, their understanding of organizational culture and how to get the shit done. Fantastic. That, The cleaner. So when I, when I was, when I was a young manager, like I would talk to the cleaner and what she would tell me, like, do you, why are they clear? Why are they clearing up this big conference room? I have to do extra overtime in order to clean up this big room. What's going on. And as a junior manager, I'm like, I don't know. I should make some calls. Yeah. Like, and and just, Hey, why is the floor dirty on the weekend? Like, they're, they're, like, she would tell me about where the tracks were. And because she would tell me where the tracks were, I could infer certain occurrences happening. And if I didn't understand the occurrence, I could ask the question. It's just yeah. super important information. If, if
0: you're, you're just you're just going into pattern recognition. That's basically it. Yeah, but if she didn't tell me, we would never have this information to talk about because she cleans it up. She
1: cleans up yeah. all the evidence. I don't. Get she's not it.
0: necessarily. She's not necessarily identifying the pattern, but the fact that like she's she 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 notices the pattern, but she doesn't know what to make of it.
1: Yeah. Right. And I and I gave her a Tim Hortons double double, and she's happy to spill her guts. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: I, I buy people breakfast and coffee,
0: just so I can. So you know what you're telling me is you bribe for loyalty.
1: <laughs> no. But if you think of the, the people, the under-resourced sections that are treated like garbage that yeah. just want to be recognized will tell you loads of things about the organization you probably never understood, never want to understand, but really actually do matter. So mm-hmm. we talk about like thankless jobs in the economy. Let's hopefully don't cut our cleaners because cleaners are really,
0: really important. 100%. Well, like, um, I, it's just just even just to have the conversation with them, um, with people in, in some of those jobs. It actually gives you a sense like uh, it allows you to put your finger on the pulse of what's kind of going on in different sections within your organization. And I do that all the time at my work where I, I don't I don't necessarily like I talk to the cleaner on a daily basis, but um, I talk to clerks. I talk to um other people within the organization like middle managers that kind of thing and i just like i just walk around and just have conversations and then every once in a while they'll say something like oh that's interesting i wonder what's going on there and then i'll probe a little bit and then i'll be like i think i know exactly what's going on or better yet what's even better than that is talking to somebody who's external to your organization like an outsider looking in and like Any interaction that they have, say, uh, with like a a hospital or something like that. And they're looking at your organization and we're like, you know, what's fucked up. There's some of the people who are coming over to my my organization and they're telling me all these stories. I'm like, what stories are they telling you? And that's like you get a lot of info about what's like all the dirty shit that's happening within your own your own business, your own organization.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a 360 valuation. But I would say that's right. So, so whiskey's tip of the day. If you start a new job, t- the first thing you should write down is everybody's coffee order.
0: It's a great point.
1: So everybody you think you're gonna interact with a coffee order. So when when you go out for that appointment and you're trying to as you're nesting in your new job and you're running around trying to get things uh, sorted out and you're picking coffee up for yourself, you know what? The tray suits the tray seats five. So you can help, uh, you can help people out.
0: Wasn't there something, uh, there's a, I can't remember who said it. Um, it's like, people don't remember, people don't remember what you do or what you look like, but they re- remember how you made them feel. And that's a big thing um, that goes a long way. Like you just, even just to have a conversation with somebody to make them feel like they are heard um by you engaging them just but just by asking them you know a follow-up question to whatever thing that they're talking about even if you might think it's nonsense but just to engage them you may disagree with them but you can also just sit there and just what do you mean by that and then they'll actually expand on it it's like okay i'm learning about how somebody else stinks that's fascinating that's pretty cool
1: yeah i would say and, and people a lot of times just offer to help if they're telling you something that they're having a problem with Offer, you offer perspective, offer the talk, offer to help, offer to proofread. Like some things are simple that you yeah. can contribute to like different, different groups. So as we go through I and mean, we talk about, uh, recession and people transitioning, major changes, people are looking for stability. When the people are looking for stability, they are also looking for acceptance. Am I in the right spot? so by going through this exercise with them it it ties into our previous concepts like what do i belong where's my true self in relation to just my compulsions because my compulsions can steer me wrong and you're like i hate this place why well it you know i hate how it makes me feel the coffee is this the you know they're looking for superficial reasons but you know is coffee the only thing like you can bring your own espresso machine or uh Tassimo or if they still make those. yeah, there's problems you can just fix on your own. like come on, like there wh- where is this? Well, I this telework and and there's inherent risks to telework um that you know erodes that that sense of belonging and I agree, but like just having that conversation with people really I, I think makes makes a big difference,
0: yeah. I feel like we just summarized there. That was a good one. <laughs> I was gonna keep going with it, but you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it this time. Cover you're hearing is from the Kinks 1966 hit Sunny Afternoon. Trying something a little different this time and mixed together a couple of recordings to create a pretty rough cover. Link to the original song is in the description. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your dose of whiskey and rocks. You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. All the links are in the description. Thanks again for listening. and Stay tuned for more 320 Club.